Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. And welcome to part five, the exciting conclusion of the podcast. We're going to pick up here where we left off yesterday. If you'd like to become a patron and get all of our episodes in full on Sunday night, you can go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. Support at any level there. We have levels that start at just $5 a month. We'll get you all of our full episodes without this pitch to the patrons on Sunday night in full. Remember, you can also go to offendedpodcast.com. You can go there, buy some merch. That'll give you something cool, and it'll also give us a little something to keep the lights on over here at You Have Offended This Podcast main headquarters. Check us out on our social media. At Twitter, we are at YHOTP. On Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, you can just search You Have Offended This Podcast, and you'll find us there. You can interact with us there. We'll answer your questions. You can give us movies that you'd like to see, favorite scenes, favorite actors, actresses, anything like that. We'd love to hear from you. So check those things out. Please become a patron. If you can't do that, give us a rating. Give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you download your podcasts. That's a huge help. Or at the very least, if you could just tell a few friends about us, that would be awesome too. Thanks very much. And now enjoy the exciting conclusion of the podcast. Dan Tyler Moore's father is predominantly known... <laughs> for for punching Teddy Roosevelt in the eye so fucking hard that he lost sight in it. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. And now I know what we're dealing with. Um, but yeah, I'd actually be interested in reading that book. Like, I'd actually be interested to see where it goes because this story was dog shit. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it right now. I don't think Robert Klaus is a good director, and I think he uh, I think he fluked out with End of the Dragon, and I think Bruce Lee really directed that movie. I'm in 100% agreement with that. Based on the fact that Enter the Dragon is a masterpiece of filmmaking, yep. and and then he goes and directs dog shit stuff like this, yep. like seriously, you expect me to believe that this guy did both of these things? Like, yeah. he did this, he did this almost a decade after... End of the Dragon with with a decade's worth of experience. After Enter the Dragon, he, subs- he does yeah. this. Like get the fuck yeah, actually out of here, fucked. Robert Klaus. Robert Klaus. I'm going to say did not direct Enter the Dragon. Bruce Bruce directed that shit and said, "Hey man, you shut the fuck up. I'll kick you. I'll, I'll kick you be water right up your wall. motherfucking ass. I will fucking the way of the." penetrating fist up your age. <laughs> I will take Mr. Handman's fucking four-bladed hand and put it up your yeah. pee hole yeah. if you don't shut the fuck up right now. Like, I, changed, I changed intercepting to penetrating, penetrating. just to prove my point. <laughs> <laughs> just for you. No, he did Enter the Dragon, but I think that was Bruce, like you said. He did Black Belt Jones, which is kind of fun, but he, that was right after Enter the Dragon. So, I mean, and that I, was trash. Yeah. Like, trash directing. Funny, but fucking but i mean after that you're looking at game of death i mean you're looking at he did do force five the chuck norris one but then like yeah the, the tv series the master he did an episode of that china o'brien not a fun movie but not a good directed movie and no, the second and the second no. part of that which again fun movie but not a well-directed movie by any stretch of anybody's imagination so no nope. and this is a little factoid too which i honestly don't think is fair because kurt thomas was uh nominated for a razzie 
for worst new star after this movie. Fucking Kurt Thomas is not, not an actor, dude. That's not fair. Like, I that think is not fair for, he did the for best him to be the first time he's acting. He's in a fucking leading role in an action film yeah. starring across fucking Black Star Ninja and and goddamn Richard Norton. Not yeah. fair. He it's did, not fair to shit on him for that. He did lose that uh, nomination to uh, Bridget Nielsen in Rocky Four. Uh, Bridget Nielsen uh, did a great job in Rocky Four. She so, did a great job. Off. Yeah, the Razzies can Razzies, suck my nuts. Razzies because, can fucking, yeah. She yeah. was great in that. Get she a played that Razzie. Russian wife fucking awesome in that movie. They can shut the fuck up Yeah, I thought she up. was, yeah, she was great. Take your Razzies and cram it with walnuts, you <laughs> fucking ignorant toes. Like, I, I, I I'm not a fan I of the Razzies anyway, joy. just generally. Yeah, yeah, fuck them. Like, I know we make fun of stuff here, but we're we're having a good time, and I think we try to be fair. Like, we're like, oh my god, you know, I like this about it, that was fucking lazy, or that was dog shit, but, yeah. you know, it's all it's all for entertainment. Like, I had a good time watching this movie, yep. even though it's a bad movie. I had fun. It entertained me. Yes, so. which is what movies are supposed to do. And look, man, as of right now, in the next whatever, however long it takes us to finish this recording, we will have finished 63 martial arts movies for this podcast. Fucking right. And I think there were only two that we were like, I don't like this movie. I think there's only been two. Jiu-Jitsu and, uh, fuck, there was one other one that we did fairly recently that I can't think of right now. But there was one other one that that we were like, this is not a good movie and it, it pissed me off and annoyed me. But I can't remember which one it was. But in any event, mm. my point is, we fuck. I wouldn't do this podcast if I didn't love these movies. Like, yeah, even if they're bad, there's things about them that I really like, and they're entertaining and shit. Like, I don't want to shit on them just to be a dick. Like, I'll shit on them to be funny a little bit, but I'm also going to tell you when I what I like about them. And there's almost always something that I like about them. Usually, more than one thing. So, so let's talk. Let's let's talk a little bit about how. You know, we, we, we try not to talk about the film beforehand, but sometimes we chit chat and we're yes. basically well we were we we were we were talking about how today uh movies and films have just become so uh formulaic with you know reboot after reboot after reboot. Yes. So as fucking ridiculous as this is, and the premise makes no sense and the film has a really hard time forcing the audience to suspend their disbelief because like the entire time you're watching it, you're like, well, why the fuck wouldn't they do this? What? Like, that's stupid. Like you just go through like numerous questions in your head as to why people are doing it. But at the very least, these guys are going out on a fucking limb coming up with this. Oh, it's gymnastic. It's karate combined together. There's a deadliest uh, game type fucking thing going on. We'll put in some Russians and some cold war fears. Like they fucking put just about every theme or plot device in here. That's possible. And just overstuffed this thing. But at the same time, there's nothing else like it. There's nothing else like this out there. So hats off for attempting something different. Absolutely. You get Freddie Weintraub seeing Kurt Thomas in a goddamn television commercial and thinking, holy shit, that guy's an amazing gymnast. Oh my God. What if we combine that with martial arts and make a movie? Make that shit happen. And they made that shit happen, dude. Like They did. Hats Hats the fuck off. Like for real hats off. Like respect. Even though it doesn't work, I'll take the originality over some bullshit reboot of something that that never needed to be done in the first place. 
You got it. All right, yeah. brother. Let's get into categories. What do you do for <laughs> music soundtrack and Foley? <laughs> it's not good. Like it is not good. It's 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 not good. So I would like I would give it like a one point five or a two. But the fact the fact that it made me laugh, I'm going to give it a three, the, just because yes. yeah. it was it was repetitive. You know, the clippity clop of the feet, like he was wearing patent leather <laughs> saddle shoes as a ninja, I thought was funny. The the noise of the pig in the tracksuit fucking hitting the rocks, oh. like. It's it's not good Foley, but it entertained me. So I'm going to go three-fifths out of five for uh, Foley in this. I'm in the exact same boat. It's not good. It is it is borderline incompetent. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but yeah. I laughed my balls off, and it's so funny. Like, I, I, it made me enjoy the, move, the movie more. Like, we talk about all the time. If it enhanced my enjoyment, I got to bump it up. Three-fifths out of five for music, soundtrack, and Foley on this for me, dude. Absolutely. Um, what about acting? Nobody's a really good actor in this except for uh, Richard Norton and John Barrett. They are definitely the best yeah. actors in the film. Um, for Kurt, being, I think it's really unfair to take somebody like this and make him a lead. Yes. So normally I would give, like, some of his delivery is just really flat and really dry because he doesn't know about emoting. So I would give it a two, but I'm going to give him an extra point. I'm going to take it to three because... It's his first fucking time out, and he's in a lead role? Yep. I think he did. I think he did a half-decent job. I, I really, really think he did a half-decent job for not being an actor. I'd give his acting a three out of five. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, the the background people are not into it, but if you look at the main cast, Richard Norton does a great job. Uh, the guy that plays the, the con, uh, Buck Cartalian, he didn't have a lot to work with he was miscast i think he sounds too much like yeah. fucking mel brooks and yeah. i think the lines that he was given i don't know like he, he did okay uh the techi agbayani who plays the princess rubali she didn't have anything to work with because she's just like oh you're the girl and they made her soccer kick a couple of dudes so not a lot there yeah the main thing here is like you said it's it's kurt right uh, kurt thomas and when i think about if you take a thousand people who've never acted before and make them a lead in an action film, it's going to eat all the ass. And yeah, this, yeah, you're right. You're right. He did great. I think for his first Fuck, time, you know he what? did fucking you know what? great. I might even have to fucking change my thing because I was thinking as soon as you said that, it made me think of James P. Bennett. Right? Um, yeah. Anyway, you continue. I already gave my number, so. I have to go three and a half fists out of five, dude. I can't go lower than that because I think there are times when he actually did pretty well. It's flat from time to time, but goddamn, dude. I'm cool with that for your first time. Knock it out of the park, son. Three and a half fists out of five overall. I have to add an extra half point because you're because like you just said, like if you took a thousand athletes and made them a lead in a film, it would like it would just be chewing ass like <laughs> entirely, like like just 100%. chewing ass, <laughs> chewing ass everywhere. So yeah, okay. handful of pussy and a mouthful of ass. <laughs> this is going to be a hard category. What are you going to do for martial arts? Fuck. The the thing about this film is the martial arts are not great, but but the caveat is it was really entertaining. Like yes. it really was entertaining. The fact that there is a stone pommel horse in the middle of a castle built and maintained <laughs> by insane people that shit their pants 
uh, so much that they have to cut the back out of them. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go three point five because I think it deserves more than three. Uh, yeah. There's no fucking way it deserves a four. And I and and I will say the codicil I'll put on there is I do really feel that three and a half is a little too high. Yes, but. I'm adding a little bit extra for the fact that this is Kurt's first film. Yep. And I am adding a little bit extra because they decided to try something new. So yes. I want to recognize the fact that they're trying something that's not the typical old school Hong Kong kung fu movie where it's, you know, just a dude out for revenge. I... I I'm gonna give it three point five fists out of five. Yeah, I can't I can't disagree with any of that, dude. I, I have to go three and a half fists as well. Cause I think it's it's not a four, but I no. think because of okay, Richard Norton is great when he's fighting. Yes. And I have to give them uh, props and I have to give them respect for taking something like a really good gymnast and saying, How do we build a martial art? around this guy's skill set yeah. and make it do something that's even vaguely fucking believable. And they, yeah. you know, it's, did they do it? No, but they tried, they tried really no, hard. That, that's the thing. Like on screen, it is not a 3.5. It is not, um, <laughs> it is not, but hats off. Like they're, they, they, they don't have the time or the budget to do anything that makes sense. So that's why you've got Black Star Ninja coaching him while he's chopping wood with a giant falcon on his arm, right? And it's just like, it's just like, okay, are we going to do a really cool training montage? No, nope. we don't have time to shoot all the stuff that goes into montage. Okay, well, it's just going to be a conversation while he's practicing martial arts no he's not even going to be practicing martial arts he's going to be splitting wood with an axe <laughs> it's just like really uh, what, what's he going to be doing he's going to be talking about focusing on his breathing is it going to come into play later in the film not really no not really we'll once just, maybe we'll just have the audio play but it's yeah fucking weird man <laughs> would you use Samo hung in this movie I would put Samo in this movie if we were going to do like a serious, a serious attempt at it. And if you wanted to do this a little bit differently, where you had this country of Parmesan deciding <laughs> whether it was going to become part of the Soviet Union or part of the European union which actually wasn't a thing back then but anyway so the 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 balance is there and they would have people from different countries so you could have jonathan from the united states and you could have samo from mm. china hey like, why don't you join china and become part of our communist society so all of these different countries competing in a crazy thing i think samo would work really well and you could play some of the humor up with it so i would kind of work it a little bit that way and have Samo do his thing. That would be very cool. Having him as one of the other contestants. So it just wasn't a festival of yeah. white dudes in yes. there. Cause if, yeah, you're right. The China communist country, you want to join up? Absolutely. That would be a, a dope place to put him. Yeah, man. Where would you put Samo? If I was going to put him in there, I would probably put him in, you know where he, I bet you he'd be great would be as the, the fight coordinator. Like let Richard yes. Norton train, Kurt Thomas, Samo would maybe I think would have found a better way to incorporate the gymnastics in because of his whole Chinese opera background of like, 
what can you do? Oh, I can do this, that, and the other thing with the, the high bar and the pommel horse and shit. Okay, here's how we can make that fit in this environment so it's not obviously fucking stupid. Or you could have made him the con so at least the daughter and the father are of the same fucking race. The same generalized of like area one, of the fucking earth. One, yeah. one completely fucking white guy. He looks he looks like he's possibly Jewish. Yeah. And then his incredibly dark Indonesian daughter. So right? anyway, doesn't Jesus matter. Christ. Doesn't matter. What about uh, William Hung? Yeah, I would put up. William Hung... I would put William Hung in the opening shot. I wouldn't make it I wouldn't make it Jonathan's father. I would actually just make him the first fucking contestant where he's going across <laughs> on the rope and he takes the fucking arrow to the chest and then as he falls into the fucking river you just hear him go, "I did my best." <laughs> that's where I put that's where I put William Hung. <laughs> that's fucking funny. <laughs> I think I would probably put him in there. You know where I'd put him? While Kurt's chopping wood, I'd have him sitting next to Tadashi Yamashita on a leash in a gimp suit. Instead of the Falcon. Instead of the Falcon. (laughs) (laughs) And no explanation. He's just got this weird manservant boy whore next to him. For no reason. Or or if he's just dressed as the Blue Falcon from the fucking Laugh Olympics. (laughs) Just wearing that fucking costume. The Blue Falcon. Oh my god. Dino Mutt. Funny as shit. Oh, who do you buy a beer in this film? Holy shit. There's a lot of people that deserve a beer, but I really think that uh, Kurt Thomas deserves the beer for basically stepping up and, and, and giving it a try. Like, like sincerely, he's Absolutely. not a really good actor, but he got dropped into this and he went for it, man. He took a shot. Like, he didn't back down. He was like, yeah, okay, I'll be the lead in a movie uh, released into the Hollywood fucking studio system. Yep. Yeah, sure. Fucking why not? So good for him. I'd buy him a beer. Ballsy man. I would do the same thing. I wish he was still around to buy him a beer. I would totally, totally do, get that dude a beer and sit around. Unfortunately, he passed away in 2020, had a stroke, and died away. Fuck. So too, too fucking soon for that dude. But yeah, I would 100% buy that guy a beer. Um, would you remake this at all? I would totally, I would totally remake this as a soft reboot sequel mm-hmm. where Jonathan is grown up. It's 35 years later. He's got massive PTSD from everything that happened. As you and so this isn't, this is not a fucking remake. It is actually grown up, grown up Jonathan. All right. Mm-hmm. And he is in his therapist's office and he's basically describing all the shit went on that went on and his therapist doesn't fucking believe him because of how crazy it is. Nice. And we keep, we keep flashing back. So we use all of this footage that's actually shot in the film and current Jonathan is played by Kevin fucking bacon. Oh dude. Cause he looks like Kevin, like I was watching the movie and I'm like, he looks like Kevin bacon. So mature and excellent actor Kevin Bacon is giving a very serious, serious performance, right? Yep. And he's saying all these things like, yeah, I had to go to the fucking country of Parmesan to set up the first Star Wars system. My dad was there. And the therapist is like, this guy's fucking nuts. And <laughs> as as he's talking, he's doing flashbacks. And for some reason, that whole town where the crazy people were chasing him in slow motion... Yeah, 
He's describing it, but Patsy Cline's crazy is playing yes. in the background while all the crazy <laughs> people are chasing him through as he's telling this tearful, <laughs> emotional story. I just think it's layered so well. I could fucking just see it. So anyway, that's what I would do to this movie, and I that's think a, it would be fucking awesome. That's a fucking fantastic reboot. I would watch that in a minute. I'd watch that right now. I just watched it in my mind this morning when I was trying to come up with what I would do with a reboot. And I was like, yeah, Kevin Bacon telling the story to a psychologist who doesn't believe him. And the whole while he's doing his voiceover, we're actually flashing back to the actual footage in the film. Boom. That's fantastic. I would, I would watch that in a goddamn heartbeat. Would you reboot this thing? I would. I think I would. I think I'd do it again. I'd have to rewrite the story to make it actually work and take out you know four of the fucking subplots (laughs) but i would i would like to see the con be somebody from that area of the world yeah somebody like um god damn what's that dude's name i forget his i forget his name it would be cool to have the con be like uh uh fucking what's that show uh the 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 walking dead offshoot there was like a, a oh there was a, there was like fear of the walking dead fear of the walking there dead yeah others. there's a, a the 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 father the i forget his name he's like a dark skinned guy with dark hair he had a daughter god i'm going to i'm blanking on his name i'll put it in in post if i can remember it that actor's name was cliff curtis he played travis manoa on fear the walking dead now back to the program but that guy was he in the walking dead or fear of the walking he dead he was in fear of the watch. walking dead he died by falling out of a helicopter after he got shot i think Jesus. Um, yeah, it was it was dark. It was good. He's a great actor, though. I'd put him in as the con, and I would like to make the star of the movie Ernie Reyes Jr. I think. Holy shit! Pull him back out of the darkness and set him up because he's you know what would be amazing if you had Ernie Reyes Jr. and then um, I think it was John Lone, the guy that played Kinjo uh, mm. in. In yeah, yeah. The Hunted with yep. Christopher Lambert. Yep. He would be a good the con if he He'd was great if con. he was evil. And Ernie Reese Jr. would be awesome. Like, cause both of them can fucking act. Like Hell that yeah. would be really good. That'd, That'd be, be good. Awesome. I'd love to watch that. I would watch that in a second, sir. That would be goddamn fantastic. Alright, dude. That is a wrap on 1985's Jim Kata. And that is And a wrap on season three. And a wrap on season three, dude. Sixty-three movies in the books, plus our partial arts, most of which you guys have heard in our intervening weeks that we've been off in the last couple years or last couple seasons. So we're gonna take a week off between season three, season four to finalize our list. That said, our list is only about half full. So if you're hearing this and you have looked back through, like I said earlier, our list of movies we've done, and your favorite martial arts movie is not in there. Dude, shoot us a message. Drop us a line. Let us know. We'd love to put your favorite in there and get it out there. So anything you, you want to finalize this season with, dude? Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that I that I am excited to do. And I like the fact that, you know, we've got like, okay, we've got a Van Damme movie to do. we got a Bruce Lee movie to do. we got a Chuck Norris movie to do. Like, there's like putting one of those guys in each of the seasons is uh, is really fun for me. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a uh, really fun time picking um, for season four. Super excited. Season four coming up next week. Well, in a week after next week on You Have Offended This Podcast. Fuck you, Steven Seagal.